check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. Week three of the NFL season is upon us. Antonio Brown has COVID. Grunk doesn't really watch much film. Uh, Justin Fields is going to be starting this week for the Bears. Finally, uh, I think we won a little bet there. Uh, Marcus, I, mean, I actually got, I got to, I got to talk to you about that because we, we, we talked about that quite a bit, and I got to see exactly where you stood. But week three is upon us. Last week we talked about it. Not a great slate of games last week, but this week, fucking awesome. Um, great, incredible, fantastic week of football coming up. Um, but Antonio Brown uh, catching catching the vid. Uh, overall, been a pretty quiet season in terms of COVID cases. Haven't really seen a lot of anything. Um, mostly, I think, because the vaccination rate is so high. But here we go. One of the star players in the league. Uh, <laughs> look at that mug Marcus is drinking out of. What a champ. Uh, but one of the star players is, is out of the league. Contact tracing. How long is this guy going to be out? So he's out until he has two consecutive negative tests. So that could be Friday. Okay. Like it's, uh, this this is the difference. This is you know if you if you if you're on the vaccinated list, the team's vaccinated. You're not losing guys unnecessary to contact tracing. And uh, as soon as you have two negative tests, you're back. Yeah, but wasn't he wasn't he testing negative earlier in the week, and then he tested positive today? So usually that's an indication that he just got it, and in most cases, yeah. that usually. Or I mean, it could, I mean, there, there's still a. Uh, I think the the percentage is down under twenty percent, but there's still a chance it's false positive. Oh, that's true. That's true. Well, I mean, I, I just think it's kind of funny. Out of any person that would get it, it would of course be definitely AB. be AB. Of course. 100%. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, after that first week, after the monster first week he had, he was partying. Second week, they actually paid attention to him, and uh, Mike Evans bounced back. But, uh, no, I don't think AB's going to be out too long. He's going to be out this week, but I don't think uh, much longer. Huge fucking game. Maybe the game of the week. I I would say it definitely is the game of the week. Uh, Bucks at Rams. Surprisingly, Rams only one-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, And and I say surprisingly, Rams only one-and-a-half-point favorites, meaning... I'm shocked that the Rams are favorites. I know it's in LA. I know all that, but I'm a little bit shocked that they're favorites. I, I'm not going to lie. I, th- I think it's a bit surprising. See, so yeah, I'm, I'm really not. Um, Tampa, their offense obviously has looked dynamite, but you know Dallas is still has their struggles. And then you have Atlanta. They really didn't impress against Atlanta. Um, obviously, the Rams weren't super impressive. Maybe it's just a West Coast uh, game, but honestly... Truthfully, guys, we're, we're looking this week at, like, two potential conference championship previews. Rams, Bucks, Chargers, Chiefs. Uh, like, two of the, like, the dominant, like, really good, talented teams out in the league. Can we stop acting like the Rams didn't barely beat the Colts last week, though? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the no, that's definitely fair. Yeah, I, you know. I, just, I worry about Tampa's defense. They, they have no pass rush. It's, it's, no, well, they're secondary. Yeah, yeah. People have been throwing the ball on them. They're yeah, just so banged up. Yeah, yeah, you have to get a pass rush to make up for your lack of DBs. And obviously that, I know they're talking about, uh, speaking to Richard Sherman, trying to bring him in. Wouldn't that be uh, just fantastic for Tampa Bay? <clears throat> I just think it's a bit surprising uh, just because, like, yes, Atlanta came back kind of, but that game wasn't even close. I mean, it was pretty much the Bucks got ahead like by a mile, and they basically were playing pretty conservative I think they still ended up winning it by quite a few points. 
Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, the, the Rams barely beaten the Colts uh, and then they smashed the bears the week before, but look at the bears. I mean, it, bears, you know, they, they, they inch out a win against, uh, Cincinnati, a, a game where they had a pick six and their defense absolutely looked electric, man. Does <laughs> the bears offense is just a fucking mess. But uh, yeah, I, I think the Rams line is interesting. So, so you're, you're, you're hitting the Rams on that game. Um, I'm gonna. I'm leaning them right now. Uh, tomorrow, I'm gonna be doing a lot of digging. I took the day off so I could finish up a bunch of shit um, as far as gambling goes. Uh, but honestly, the, the biggest the biggest number that jumps out to me there take the under under fifty five and a half. Um, uh, there's a couple games this week, um, and actually in both of those games, I think both are like in that fifty four fifty five range. Loving the under in both of them. So you're taking the under in the the Bucks Rams game. I like that. That's what that, that's where I'm leaning right now. Um, you know, obviously the they both can score, but it's these teams are going to be battling. Uh, this this is going to be what this is going to be kind of uh, a score comparable to that uh, Cowboys Chargers game last week in the high high 30s, low 40s. Um, I, I don't think it flirts with 50 at all. I just yeah, it, it does seem like a game that the Rams could definitely win um if you remember the super bowl year uh, when the rams played the bucks and or sorry when when the rams played new england i believe the rams beat new england during the regular season if, if i'm not mistaken so it, 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 tom brady he gives up these games in the in the pre, in the regular season never bet against him in the playoffs but yeah i could see this being a game that they lose for sure it's, it's, yeah, it's good a great game, great game yeah. to watch. And just, I mean, one thing to say about Brady does lose earlier in the season, and as the season builds on, Brady gets better and better and better. So if there is any time that they're going to lose, yeah, Los Angeles is good, and early on in the season, Brady can lose. So I would say I I bet more L.A. in this one. That's what I'm looking but, at. Which is fucking scary about Tom Brady always starting slow because what nine touchdowns already, and he looks yeah. incredible. And obviously, if he's about to have thirty uh, some odd touchdowns to Gronk this year, what what a beautiful connection that is, man! Set yeah. records. I mean, he there. What's the record for like the most touchdown passes between quarterback and wide receiver? Like, I feel like this wide receiver tight end with Brady and Gronk might be getting close to that mark. They are. They're they're like within the eighteen to twenty five range somewhere in there. Um, uh, and and it's it maybe not all time because you have the. I don't know. Jerry was split with a few Hall of Fame quarterbacks, yep. um, but uh, the big talk is Marvin Harris and Peyton Manning, which is their their right and striking range there. Yeah, it's it's exciting to watch them both play, and uh, what a what a more interesting. Uh, there's probably no one more interesting than Gronk. Uh, speaking of Gronk, you see his comments about uh, watching film. Did he did he do a little backtrack from there after that one? I yeah, love it. so he. he he, uh, he basically came out and said, hey, I, I try to tell my publicist before I do stuff like this. Like, I get in the mood, I get carried away, and I say things I don't necessarily mean to say. Um, no. he's, 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 like, uh, he's like, no, actually, I watch a ton of film. Like, my girlfriend gets mad at how much film I watch. And now Coach uh, Arians, is, he's threatened me, and I don't get my vet days anymore. So he's, like, <laughs> backtracking it hard. Uh, and to clarify, uh, that combo, the, the Brady-Gronk combo, is in second right now. They already passed uh, Rice and Montana. They're 12 behind Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison for all time. Wow. So, so hy- hypothetical, what if, um, just for shits and giggles, what if Brady just decides near the end of the year, passes uh, most touchdown passes in a season to just to beat Manning, 
Uh, most career passes to one person just to beat Manning. Obviously, he's about to beat yards to Manning this year. Might as well just let him win a Super Bowl and fucking do a full-out mic drop right there and just be done with it. And he's just like, fuck you, Peyton. I, I hope Manning is calling those games, too, at the end of the season. <laughs> just like as as he's doing it, just imagine that like well, commentary. Well, you know, it's funny. His commentary was actually, I thought, the most interesting part about the whole Gronk situation. Uh, you know, obviously Gronk's like, well, I'm playing with Tom Brady. That guy watches like 40 hours of film or whatever a week. But uh, uh, Peyton, he's fantastic. And Eli's still riding his brother's coattails, man. You know, they have Eli's places. What a joke. I refuse to watch it on principle. Um, and then he just talks shit to his brother. Wait, and Eli. Eli has his Eli's places. Yeah. Fuck that. God. Yeah, All right. I, I listen, won't even watch it. Listen, guys, I'm going to drop. I'm going to drop some fucking real real shit on you and and i don't care if you're not ready for it our listeners i don't care what you think uh this manning this manning monday night thing it's a fucking joke uh peyton manning is amazing the the the, the first the first fucking night it was incredible the the first the first monday night broadcast i saw the highlights it was so fucking good this second monday night broadcast and maybe it's because the lions and packers game really wasn't that interesting in the second half but they bring on these fucking guests. Brett Favre comes on. He's fucking dr- he's plastered or something. I don't know what the fuck's going on. But you bring on guys like uh, uh, Brett Favre, and it seems like an awkward Zoom call with like boomers. Like there's like the little adjustment period with their like technology. Like come on, this is fucking Monday Night Football. You're telling me you can't get these guests on like before to like prepare for it. And then Brett Favre's like, I didn't even watch the first half. Like what? What the what the fuck is this interview? Why are we interviewing Brett Favre for this? Yeah, yeah. The guests seem just like so shoehorned in. It's like why? Like Patrick Willis. Like why is Patrick Willis a guest? And like he said like eight words total. Yep. All the guests were terrible until. My boy, Pat McAfee, comes on, and then he just he rips it apart because that motherfucker so, is going to say whatever he wants to say. And he said, he gave, my favorite thing that he said is he goes, hey, you know, I don't want to I don't want to shake things up too, or too much because I know every guest you have on is just a complete dead spot. <laughs> he basically <laughs> ripped the format, and then he, like, tried to recover back. He's like, hey, you guys are making history with this and all this. Dude, he, it's a bad, I'm sorry, it's awkward. It's cringy. No, but so, can we, I was about to say, can we just stick a little bit to like how awesome you know he is, and like Peyton, he should have, he should be hosting his own show. Now, I, I, it wouldn't be probably PC enough for some of the main networks, but God, that guy is good. Are you talking about Pat McAfee? Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I oh I I, I worship okay. that guy. He's amazing. He's, I I, I think we just guy. get rid of the fuck Eli and let's just yep. get Pat and and Peyton on. Pat there. and Peyton would be beautiful. amazing. It'd be, beautiful. It'd be, I, I mean, honestly, even if you just listen to Peyton, um, and obviously he's under contract, so they're like, shit, we, we want to get our money's worth out of you, uh, which is why this is all driven that way. I wonder if a, if Eli's like part of that contract, like a subcontract, like I only do it if he's getting paid to do something. But e- Eli's just so disinterested, and Peyton at times is like, fuck, I have to carry this. He's like trying to like make it entertaining. But Eli's think, a wet sponge, man. Yeah. He's so fucking boring. And like, so and, bad. And Peyton. Peyton took every ounce of charisma that was in that gene pool. <laughs> no, EY, like, like literally there was, there was a point where EY just started going off on this tangent and Peyton Manning's like, Hey, EY, before you go on this long winded story, uh, we got a play coming up here and it, Peyton is just ripping EY throughout the cast. EY Manning. I mean, I'm sorry. Our joke on our pod on our, on our page. It's a long running joke is that he's a little bit retired <laughs> um, he's he he did like a couple years ago. He retired, did, 
and he's been retired it ever since. Uh, my opinion on, and I, I don't, I don't like to throw around our words too much, but I'm going to just say that Eli Manning, and it's a fact, he is retired it. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. How many, how many coloring books has he made, you know, for, for children? He's, he's just not, there's something quite, not quite right. And we used to have this one follower uh, on our page that every time that I would make a comment about Eli Manning being retired, Ed, um, he would he would say, oh, Eli Manning had the spectacular Wonderlick score or like whatever, and he would get all angry about it. Um, okay, the guy can't carry on a conversation, so I mean, he's... Like, like straight, up, straight up, during this whole Gronk thing, like yeah. Gronk did this whole, it was like a, almost two, three minutes, and, uh, you know, Peyton says something, then he goes, hey, Eli, what do you think about that? And I swear his face was like uh, like the damn meme. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, Ooh. It's, for, it's, it's just always just like open mouth. You know, like your yeah. grandpa and you're like, grandpa, I love you to death, but you're 85. Close that fucking mouth, bro. Like close it. Why is your mouth always open? He's constantly buffering like on TV. Yep. Just like <laughs> you're expecting something to change, but it's just like the same face it's over that, and uh, over. It's, it's, that, it's that George Bush face. Yep. Like he makes that like squinted, confused, like he's looking for a teleprompter to pop out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> something save me. Someone give me some words to say that's interesting. <laughs> oh, squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> no, somebody said it on our page and I made it into a meme because it was such a good comment, but it. He said, uh, Eli Manning's fa- face always looks like it's it's buffering after he just saw a nice pair of boobs. It's true. It was a good, that's, a, that's a great comment. Yep. Had to be a meme. Had to be a meme. But uh, Rob Gronkowski, he's been the steal of the fantasy uh, year. I mean, he's the number two overall tight end. Of course, Travis Kelsey, number one. Um, honestly, if you read off the list of tight ends, really unsurprising. Travis Kelsey, number one. Rob Gronkowski, TJ Hawkinson, I I thought I knew he would be the third. Darren Waller, no Fant, Logan Thomas. The guy that's absent from here, and it's alarming, is George Kittle. Um, and I'm telling you, I've watched I watched a little bit of the first 49ers game. I watched the entirety of the second 49ers game. I know why George Kittle is not getting involved. It's because they have to use him as a blocker because he's so good as a blocker. And they, this running game is so important to this offense. That George Kittle, I'm telling you, that that that's that's the thing that you have to realize with George Kittle is he's probably the best blocking tight end in the league, and so he is he's taking on that role. He's doing it for the betterment of the team. And guess what? San Francisco's two and zero. No, he's he's doing exactly what he needs to do. Um, sadly, it's it's horrible for fantasy owners. Oh my god! I mean, absolutely devastating. And uh, it, I don't think that's it's not going to improve. Um, he's, he's only been targeted that. eight times. Eight times. Yeah, I, it's brutal. Well, it, it, you know who's in the exact same situation, who's who's not as talented, but probably just as good as a blocker, is Mark Andrews over in the Ravens. Same thing. Run-heavy offense, great blocker. I mean, Mark Andrews is, is on the field on offense like over 85% of the time or 85% of the snaps, but he's always blocking. Same thing with George Kittle. It's, it's just absolutely devastating to fantasy owners just watching them play and just not get any targets. I agree with you about Mark Andrews. He's, da- he's dangerously underutilized in that offense, and I don't know why. 
Well, the, he's he's getting double teamed, and if you look at all their like red zone plays, if he's going out for like a pass, he's getting double teamed and bracketed constantly. And I I, I haven't watched as many 49er fans because I'm probably the worst 49er fan that is out there. And trust me, I know you guys remind me of this, but uh, George Kill, I guarantee <laughs> you, is is getting yeah, Chip Kelly's still there, right? Uh, he's getting double teamed as well. But yeah, I, big disappointment for both those tight ends from a fantasy standpoint. Well, and, and Kyle Shanahan already said he doesn't care about your fantasy team. Um, that was his his reply to the Brandon the IU questions. He's like, "Hey, I don't care about your fantasy team. I'm running a real team." So, <laughs> and they're two and zero. Uh, they're two and zero, but they're a pretty a lucky, weak a lucky two and zero. So, what, yeah. well, let's let's talk about the 49ers for a second. I think they're they're the most intriguing. You, I look at teams like the Vikings, and I look at teams like the 49ers, and one is two and zero, and the other is zero and two, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Um, I think one team is vastly more uh, talented overall than the other. But the 49ers at 2-0, they beat uh, Detroit, and they beat the Eagles, who straight up, going into this year, if I were to give you, starting with last, the worst team, and going forward, I would have told you uh, Houston, then I would have told you the Lions, and then I would have told you the Eagles, in terms of just roster ability. Mm -hmm. Um, They pull out a win, uh, we we said it on Monday. Jalen Hurts is God. That guy's good. Holy fuck, is that guy good? Um, he's he, it's it's just ridiculous how bad his team is around him. They play the Packers this week, folks. Three point favor or three and a half point favorites now. So it's actually moving more towards 49ers. It opened at three points. Now at three and a half. I think that's kind of interesting. What do you think? What do you think is involved in that? I think the, I think everyone's uh, bent heavy pack. Maybe is that is that why? It's no, kind people of are that, that means people are betting 49ers. Yeah, I I can't see why that's the case. I mean, yeah, it's at home. Um, you know, at you know in 49ers territory. I mean, the defense is good. I, I think the only reason why they're thinking that is that Aaron Rod or I mean, um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers was under pressure constantly, and that front four is an extremely dangerous front four with some da- with some good linebackers. Aaron Rodgers is gonna have to get the ball out fast, uh, so I think that they're gonna get to him quickly, and I think that's why they're that's why they're thinking Four Niners may take this. It's gonna be a boring game if that happens because Four Niners are just gonna own the clock. But ah, uh, I, I would still bet pack, and I think I'd bet heavy pack on this one. Yeah, there's a few of these teams that we, we've seen from week one to week two with vastly different performances, and you kind of wonder which one's the real one. We'll talk about that a little bit later with New Orleans. Um, but it's it's which Packers is the real Packers. And like you said, I mean, does Bosa get in Aaron Rodgers' ass? Is like That's a real thing. That's, that's something you got to worry about. Um, so I, I can kind of see where the line is here. Uh, but for San Francisco, they have their own problems. You know, who, I, I mean... One of us might be playing running back by the time that game starts. I'm pretty sure I am. <laughs> I saw me. I was one of the top waiver picks this week for the Niners. You still average four yards a carry uh, over there in that system. Yep, I'm, I'm struggling to, to, to ride my bike 25 miles. But, uh, yep, I'm going to start for the 49ers this week. All right. Well, I mean, you probably ride your bike farther than Jaquiz Patrick, who's who's going to be getting a bunch of snaps. Yeah. That dude's what probably weighs two fifty, runs about four, a four eight forty. Four point two yards a carry in the XFL. Mm, yeah, stud. <laughs> and we talked about how unsurprising minus Kittle the tight end position is. Uh, how surprising is the wide receiver position so far this year? Debo Samuel, your leading receiver in yardage. Uh, mm. So the top five there: Debo Samuel, Tyler Lockett, Cooper Cup. Tyreek Hill, who you expect to see, and Brandon Cooks. I need to correct you about Debo Samuel. He's not just their leading. He's their only receiver. If you've ever watched these 49er games, he's the only guy that they throw to. It's insane that 
people can't stop him. He's yep. the third overall receiver right now in fantasy. This yeah, Ayuk has here. two targets through two weeks. Debo's Debo, Debo has over 50% of the targets overall in that offense. Yeah, It's insane. He has 20 it's targets insane. in two games. Yeah, that, that just reminded me. I got Absolutely. a notification that DeAndre Hopkins uh, just went questionable, so I, I didn't even get an opportunity today to look, so he'll be all right. Uh, what a monster he is. <clears throat> Anyways, so um, I know we're probably going to be waiting a few more weeks to fit, kind of feel things out. I think week four is a good good time for, like, overreactions, like what the – Who's the biggest surprise is like every single position, but I uh, can't wait to talk about the Cardinals come that time. <laughs> um, but I, just for like shits and giggles, like other than like tight ends, like who'd be your like most disappointing running back um, as of right now? I mean, I got to go Alvin Kamara. You, if you just look at the top guys right now, I mean, Alvin Kamara has been terrible. Of course. I'm telling you, the second that I get the guy that I've always wanted, I got Aaron Rodgers this year and I have Alvin Kamara. That guy's gonna suck balls. Put mark it down. If, if if there's ever a guy that I I have been waiting his entire career to get, he's gonna suck the second I get him. Alvin Kamara has been terrible. Other than that, if you look at the top of the the running back list, it's pretty predictable. You, you guys, you you'd been disappointed with any guys? Uh, Jonathan Taylor yeah. is fucking not what I. Th- yeah, he's not living up to expectations. Joe Mixon had a really down week, and and you kind of wonder which Bengals is the Bengals moving forward. Um, are they going to be a little more pass centric? But yeah, I think it's hands down Kamara. Like I'm one week away from making a t-shirt graphic with him on the side of a milk carton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kamara's Kamara's pretty rough. But I mean, we all thought. I mean, we no. I don't think anyone really really liked this guy. But everyone kind of thought that he'd have a bounce back year. But uh, you know, Zeke. You know, Zeke. We, I mean, ta- you know, first round pick. Usually, like right in the middle of that first round. Tony Pollard has more rushing yards than he does I knew already. already. Trevor, Trevor just wanted an excuse to bring up Tony Pollard. And, and, and more touches. <laughs> there's, there's definitely some concern there. Um, like You're obviously paying Zeke because I'm in the same boat with you. I got him in, uh, you know, elsewhere, but you're paying the guy. So why the fuck is Tony Pollard getting more touches in competitive games? Like, I, I, can, I can understand weird things in, um, in Tampa Bay where it, it had to be a shootout and you didn't want to throw the ball, but... Man, I'm pretty sure he out out carried Zeke in in a in a, in a fucking fist fist cuffs fight against yeah. the Chargers, and that is uh, unreal. And he's averaging uh, more yards per carry and more yards per reception. Like he's he's beating him out in every you know statistical category that matters. You know for for a running back, and he just looks better. He looks faster, even though Zeke lost some weight. Pollard finally got his chance, and he is running with it. And I mean. I, I hate it because Zeke's on my fantasy team, but I also just absolutely love it because I, I hate the Cowboys and I, I think Zeke is just a clown. So go get it, Pollard. And here's, here's the other edge of that sword. <clears throat> you talk about weight loss and you, you think maybe he picks up quickness, explosiveness. I don't think I've seen Zeke break a tackle yet. And that's like very much part of his game, like, you know, the, the yards after contact. And I think if he has more than, you know, five yards after contact, I'd be kind of surprised. He, he just, first guy that gets to him, he goes down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, no, he he doesn't look good. He falls forward, but he goes down after that first touch. So yeah. it, it doesn't look good. That's a good point. I, I think what's nice about this game is it's uh, sorry the Monday night game Philly and Dallas. It's so much more exciting than like when you looked at it at the beginning of the season. You're like, oh fuck this game, whatever. It's, it's a pr- pretty damn good matchup now. Like we're, it's kind of exciting because Dallas. You know, uh, a few of us were pretty high on them 
Uh, they look for real, but obviously we're, we're pretty excited about what Philly is doing over there. Um, now, if you're looking at like a fanny, fantasy perspective, there, there's there's some big opportunity coming Monday night. I'm going to name some guys that are ahead of Zeke Elliott in fantasy points right now and, and tell me if any of them jump out. <laughs> it's insane. And by the way, whenever we're, re- we're referencing fantasy points, we're always talking PPR. If you're not in a PPR league, go get yourself in an actual league because your league sucks balls. Grow um, up. <laughs> grow up. Grow the fuck up. Learn about fantasy and learn what the balancing act of, of PPR is. But uh, Tony Pollard, obviously, we already talked about it. Uh, James White, um, Eli Mitchell, <laughs> that's kind of fucking bizarre. Uh, Devin Singletary, uh, my favorite name, though, on the list, Cordero Patterson, the 10th overall running back right now in fantasy. And I think there are some leagues. We're in Yahoo. He's a running back and wide receiver in Yahoo. Um, I think that ESPN only has him as a wide receiver because they're fucking dumb. This guy's been a running back his whole career. Uh, but Cordell Patterson, what the fuck? Finally, I start him in both leagues. Wild. Absolutely yeah. wild. He's going to get plenty of touches, too. Davis is nothing special over there in Atlanta. And, and, and Patterson showed that he's actually the better back. He's bigger. He got the goal line touches. Uh, he didn't have a catch. He can catch, obviously. He really catch. He had a little fumble situation, but I think they give him the okay on there. And we all know that Atlanta is just going to be, you know, needing to score and score a lot. So a guy provides a lot of dynamic to that uh, to that offense. So I'm happy for him. Let's so, let's let's talk about this uh, Cowboys Eagles game because I really want to get Marcus's take here because I have a feeling I know where it's going to go. Um, this this Cowboys Eagles game, I I think it's uh, I it, it's a perfect line to to be honest. Uh, three and a half points. Um, I, some books have it at four currently. Uh, I think three and a half is a really good line. I think it's I think it's almost perfect. <laughs> I can see this being a three point game. Um, man, if you would have told me that this game would have been week three, a three and a half point game, I, I would not have believed you. The Eagles really are. They're they're that interesting that that it, this is that close. The one and one legal Eagles, uh, fucking division game on the road. The Eagles pull it out, Marcus. It's I'm I'm like I said, I'll be doing a lot more digging tomorrow. Um, right now, I'd have to lean Cowboys. They've had two very impressive games, one and two. Um, and I, I, I this could be a game that comes down late. Um, you know, within a touchdown though. So I'm weary on the spread. I love the over, and I, I hate 52. Um, and you know, obviously, part of me has to be sort of biased here because. <clears throat> for fantasy implications and both, you know, however, but um, I just love the over and I'm, I'm expecting a shootout, kind of hoping for it. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be a fun game. I, I think, you know, like I said, a lot more fun than we would have thought, uh, but gun to head. Yeah. Give me, give me Cowboys and over. Yeah. Uh, one thing I will, uh, I definitely take the over on this one. Don't be, don't shy away from the points that they put up on the Niners. The Niners have a good defense. Um, and also don't think that the, uh, the Eagles defense is that great by only uh, giving up 17 to the Niners. Um, this is going to be a high scoring game. Dallas looks really, really good and also uh, on offense and they, I don't think they can stop anybody on defense. So I think this is just going to be lights out fun Monday night football game where just there's going to be some gunslingers um, on Dallas. And then obviously I think Hertz is just going to run wild on that defense. Yeah. I don't. And then that's where I, I think it's, it's the Cowboys. And I, I do think Hertz's ceiling is high enough. Now we, we realize it's high enough now that stealing a game like this is, is in the range, but I think Micah Parsons is going to follow him around the field all day. 
Uh, I think he's going to QB, QB spy with them, and he's one of a handful of guys in the league athletic enough to, to keep Jalen Hurts uh, contained. So I think I think Mike is going to follow Jalen Hurts around the field all day long. It, if he truly drops back and passes, he's going to blitz. If he tries to get out early on, the, that's going to be his, his, op, his responsibility in his own read. I think he follows him all day. It's crazy interesting that they're pretty much using Micah Parsons as essentially like a defensive end. He, he, he's straight up has been a, almost a pure pass rusher. He's so much better than that, but he's so good at that that they're just pretty much using him to put pressure on the quarterback. Um, I think the Cowboys are going to work the Eagles. I think they're going to kick their ass. Um, I, I, I honestly do. I, I just think they're so much more talented. And as good as Jalen Hurts is, um, I've been, I've been, I've been tooting the, the Cowboys horn, and I'm looking pretty good right now, and I'm just going to keep riding this train. Uh, I think the Cowboys are fucking really good. And if you're not ready to accept that fact, get ready. Do, do, does everyone else think that uh, Parsons is kind of the headliner for defensive uh, rookie of the year? Oh, Start sure. off early? For sure. Um, or, or, or are we going to lean towards Sertan, you know, kind of with those picks and how he's shutting no, things down over there? Nope. No? Nope. We're, here's where we're going to lean right now. Uh, Micah's he's always going to be in the conversation. You know, the stats are kind of slow. He's he's playing. He, he's physical. He's getting shit done. Um, I think that right now, uh, true when you mentioned uh, Micah being more in the pass rush, I think it's just kind of adapting and also you know playing to abilities. Because remember, Jalen's uh, Jalen Smith's still there. Um, but um, Asante Samuel, what a fucking steal! By the way. Um, I, I think I was reading that he's got uh, he's either the best or like in the top two or three for uh, you know whatever PFF stupid scoring they do a uh, pick early on, but he's playing solid. So you know if you want to throw numbers at it, uh, pass the name. Uh, what what a, what a great start for him. Yeah, yeah, Florida, Florida, Florida State guy. You know, obviously, you know, we're, we're happy about that. Some of the Knowles in here. Um, he plays bigger than what he is. He's actually a pretty small guy. Um, but yeah, he's he's playing lights out, and he won that starting role. You know, fair and square. wasn't expected to get it going in, and he played. I mean, he's been playing lights out. So, yeah, happy to see it. But I also think Sertan uh, out there in Denver is looking really good. I think he might, you know, have upwards of. Five, maybe six picks this year as a rookie. So I'd say keep an eye on him. Hold, hold, yeah. hold on a second, though, and, and just uh, name me name me the uh, defensive player of the, of the year that have been cornerbacks for the last twenty years. Yeah, Marcus yeah, Lattimore, I, I, end of list. I pick, I picked Sertan in the preseason just so to not be boring and pick Parsons, even though I knew it was probably going to be Parsons. The way these awards work. <laughs> Is when you're the front runner, when you're the uh, the preseason favorite, and it's such a media popularity based thing, you just have to keep the feet separated of close enough to the field that your lead doesn't dissipate. And I think Mark Micah's going to do it. It's going to be Micah. Modern day cornerbacks, they just don't get the 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 flavor that they used to back in the day. Uh, so by the way, Marcus La- Mar- Marshawn Lattimore is the last cornerback to win. It's just in 2017. wasn't that long ago. Prior to that. Charles Woodson, 1998. That's how far back you have to go to find another cornerback. So you got to go with odds, guys. It, it, it's it's frequently a, a, a line a, a line guy, a guy in the trenches, um, and it's a lot of linebackers. <laughs> it's going to be a linebacker. It's going to be Micah Parsons. Yep. 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 No, yeah. But I, I do like it. It's something Samuel, like, uh, if, if you're a Florida State fan, you're clinging for anything to – could possibly love about anything that's going on and some great Florida State players. Uh let's dude Derwin James. Derwin James looks fucking good this year. 
he is the best player on this Chargers defense, and he looks like he's one of the best defenders in the league again. Fucking dude's an all-pro when he's not hurt. Yep. Um, and, and he picked up, like, you know, it's funny, like, a lot of positions, a lot of players, they get hurt, miss a year, and they can, like, never get that step. Dude missed two years and looked like he didn't miss a fucking beat. What a monster. He, he, he go, he, I don't know if you watched the preseason, but he, preseason practice, he was going step for step with Keenan Allen constantly. I mean, just battling it out. This dude's just like an oversized safety. He can also play linebacker. And guess what, where they play him a lot is on the defensive end, rushing, you know, rushing the passer. Dude can play everywhere. So I'm, I'm really happy that, you know, he's there. Just knock on wood, stay, you know, stay healthy. That's the biggest thing. Uh, but yeah, definitely super excited to see Darwin start tearing it up. So obviously he's off to a great start, but you know, typically the other side of the ball, Herbert's off to a little bit of a slow start. Um, what do you guys think of that so far? I know, I know it's not unusual for quarterbacks who come in and, and see success their rookie year to kind of have a sophomore slump. Um, we've seen some people never recover from it. You know, RG three obviously comes to mind, uh, but I don't think that's the trajectory for Herbert. I think he just has to shake this kind of period off and and really you know get things to slow down for him again, get back into into the the, the film and and try to process information faster they need they need to start running the ball more and getting Eckler more into that offense I feel like you know Eckler was his kind of solid grounding last year to kind of get him going you know is always his backup person Eckler's kind of just hasn't looked like he has in the past so I think if you get Eckler going again um I think he starts to you know to heat up a little bit I think Eckler's suffering from the same thing as Kamara where they're complimentary guys that don't have a complimentary back on the roster right now. Mm-hmm. They don't have that between the tackle pound guy that sets them up. They don't have, they're not wearing the defense down where they can, you know, in the fourth quarter run for six, seven yards of carry. They're not every down backs. They're not every all purpose. You know, they, they can't do it all. <clears throat> That's a good point. I mean, yeah, was it? Uh, Murray went to is now in Ravens gear. Seems like they're cycling out. Like, and that supposedly was just a, uh, uh, a salary negotiation issue. Like they just didn't want to pay him. And now look at, as you mentioned, look at what Kamara's doing. So I think that's a very valid point and, and definitely something to, to watch out for. But uh, I don't know. It's uh, let's talk about more about these games though. I mean, you well, mentioned a full fledged slate. Well, we're at the perfect game. Well, to jump Chargers, yeah. Chargers chiefs. Let's talk yeah. about it. So do you think that, I mean, I know obviously the chargers were a really popular pick for AFC championship to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. Um, do we still feel that way right now? Yes, I do. No, um, I don't. I, I'm, I'm going to stick to my guns for now. Um, they got some, you know, some kinks, some things to work out on offense. But when you're, when, you know, you play good defense, um, you know, this is a Cowboys team that dropped with a 35, 30, 37 against, you know, Tampa. Um, they're, they're playing good defense. So a lot of the time, um, offenses that start slow, figure it out as it goes on, kind of like Tampa did last year. But if you can play sound defense, that's that's a huge, huge um, bonus. Like it's a big premise to have. I, I never thought the Chargers were like an AFC championship team. I thought they were a playoff team 100%. Uh, I really like the Chargers. I, I love everything about them. I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about Herbert. I mean, he, he he's passed for over 300 yards twice. Um, I think. He's he's probably doubling Lamar Jackson's 300 yard games at this point in his career. He's only on like game uh, 15 or 16 right now. Um, he's a fucking gunslinger. Uh, he's he's a super talented guy. This offense just doesn't look good, like Trevor was saying. Um, but you know what else doesn't look good? 
Chiefs defense, bottom yeah. bottom 10, possibly bottom five in the league. This defense is trash. Look at, look at the fucking Browns struggle like they did against Houston's defense with fucking Tyrod Taylor going out, and they barely, and when I say barely, I think they won by like 10 points, but they didn't cover. The, did Brown, cover, the Browns baby. did not cover, and, uh, he, and, and so that... Anytime you don't cover, that means that you didn't beat a team by as much as you should have. The Browns looked like shit last week against Houston. They terrorized this fucking Chiefs defense. The Ravens, Lamar Jackson, crushed this this Chiefs defense. This defense sucks balls. It's it, bad. It's, it's bad, but like... E- if Kansas City, if if Patrick Mahomes would have had the ball, if C, you know Edwards Hilaire would have just held on to the ball, they but, would have won. And, and, and you make the point right there. If Patrick Mahomes would have had the ball, like this whole team is so their margin for error is so fine because everything around Patrick Mahomes minus Tariq and and, and um, Kelsey is just garbage. Yeah, it's almost he like did, he's so, averaging fifty million a year or something. Right. Well, this is, you know, we've talked about this. This is the downside of taking 45 million a year for yourself. You can't put much around you. And, and that the rest of that roster is fucking terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I, you know, I've always, I've talked shit on their roster for a while now, but obviously week two, who would have, who would have thought that the AFC West was going to be shaking up the way it does? Denver and the, the Las Vegas Raiders holding one, too. Um, bold. It's like a weird, bold, like out of the, out of this realm loop or talk, but, uh, if Kelsey goes down, I mean, the Chiefs could be looking at fourth place in that division, man. I'll, 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 I'll see your Kelsey and raise you also Tyreek Hill. If either of these guys go down, they're fucked. Because that's exactly what the Ravens did is they took Tyreek Hill out. You just got to choose. Do you want Kelsey to fuck you or do you want Tyreek Hill to fuck you? The Ravens were like, fuck you, Tyreek Hill. We're going to take you completely out of the game. Kelsey did pretty good. Um, so that's what teams are going to do. That's the blueprint to beat the Chiefs. If one of those guys go down, they're done. McCole Hardman, that guy's so bad. Their whole their whole fucking offense is so bad. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. If you believed him in him in fantasy, you need to listen to our show more. You don't know football. He's bad. He's a bad player. He's not good. If you can't be good in, in Patrick Mahomes' offense at running back, you suck. You suck. Sorry. I um I don't with, with this defense they have currently unless they make some kind of drastic change you know dump some draft capital and improve it or somebody just all of a sudden is a huge breakout defensive player um I don't think this is a team that can make it back to the Super Bowl I I just I mean can Patrick Mahomes steal a game of course he can he's he's the, probably the best player in the league but if you're saying you know if, if you if somebody if you play another team ten times. They're not winning most of those games against a lot of the teams we expect to see in the playoffs because their defense is that bad. So we yeah, do agree yeah. they will make it to their fifth consecutive AFC championship, though, right? Probably. I'm sure they'll, <laughs> they'll scrap their way there somehow. Uh, but I just I, I don't think this is a team that gets over that hump, and, and I definitely don't think this is a Super Bowl winning team. That's not a Super Bowl defense. I don't agree. And, and the offense doesn't have the firepower to carry it. It's, it's so much is tied up in Pat Mahomes. Yep. Yeah, one or one or two injuries on that offense, as you guys mentioned, and I mean, they're done because there's no way they can keep up with that horrible defense, as you mentioned. So it's it they are they're running on some threads right now. Uh, it's <laughs> I don't know. I think Jackson Mahomes is going to be pouring some water on a lot of people uh, this oh, season. Is, I, I hate to get like gossipy, but is is he too much of a distraction right now? He's a bitch. Like, at, at what point do you get the real idea and be like, hey, uh, our team isn't that good? Fucking dial it back, idiot. 
Yeah, this guy deserves nobody's attention. And, uh, you know, who who gives a shit about all those TikTok viewers? It's This guy is just absolute trash. I'm pretty sure he might be, you know, a woman. We just don't know. Um, but talking about riding the coat. Yeah, sorry, I'm talking about the coat hail, trying on the coattails of somebody. That dude just needs to, you know, reel it back. And, you know, let's just watch uh, Patrick Mahomes just, you know, take the, take the reels again and have fun with it. So I... I hear a lot of uh, homophobic remarks about um, uh, Jackson Mahomes, and I just want to stop everybody right there. He's not gay. He's got a girlfriend. He's actually not even interestingly enough to be gay. If he was gay, I would find him infinitely more interesting. The fact that he's not gay, it's just like, okay, so you're just a kind of a, it's just kind of a fucking, he's just so basic. Like like the, the the one the one TikTok that I showed about him getting a haircut like is like who, nobody fucking cares you got a haircut dude but he thinks that people really care he's a fuck boy that's what he is yeah. he's not gay sure. he's he's an effeminate fuck boy which is yeah. just annoying. It's annoying. I uh, wish he was gay. A metro. I, yeah, I, he's a metro. I, my brother, my brother, even I asked my brother. I was like, "Can you take a look at this guy and let me know what you think?" He's like, "What?" He's like, "What is this guy? Like some TikTok guy?" And I was like, "Yeah, that's exactly what he is. All he does is make TikTok videos of him dancing or getting haircuts or just doing some basic ass shit." It's he's a just, fuck boy. Uh, He'd be way more interesting yeah. if he was gay. <laughs> Agreed. But he's not. Um, so anybody take, what, what do you guys have uh, seven points on this chiefs game? Any, anybody, what are you guys taking it or six and a half with some, some, by some accounts by the hook. But, uh, I mean, how do, how do you not take the chargers at that? That I, agree. I, I think that's a ridiculous number. Um, it's, it, it's, it's absolutely astronomical, which means the chiefs might blow them out because it's like, it's unfathomable that the chargers are that big of an underdog. It is an error. But it's also weird that's a one o'clock game. Yeah, but yeah, but it's it's not like an unfamiliar territory for the Chargers. Um, I think the weirdest thing about that of, of the game, other than the spread, is it's a one o'clock game in Arrowhead. Yeah. Um, obviously, you're assuming it's four o'clock, but I think they're like, hey, which one of these games? I think they're looking at that schedule like these two games cannot be at the, on this at the same time. Right. Um, which you know makes a ton of sense. <laughs> Yeah, when are we gonna start flexing games? Like, can we can we just like from week one? Let's just start flexing games. Somebody gets hurt in the preseason, like fuck that. You don't deserve to be a primetime game. Like, I mean, fucking Cowboys Eagles. Like, that's not a Monday night game. Lions Magic Packers the- last week. Like what? Right. Like what? What are we doing? <laughs> that would be really interesting. I mean, know how much power you have as a player <laughs> if you can just move the time like that. Like ah, Pat Mahomes yeah. out. Let's let's get all one o'clock games from here on out. No, well, it's even games. like the mix. We get like nine one o'clock games and like four four o'clock games. Like, can we can we even that mix up a little bit better? <laughs> All right, guys. Well, huge, huge news from this last week. Uh, Justin Fields is finally starting for the Bears. Um, uh, let's see if it's if it's moving the needle a little bit. Uh, it seems like it is a little bit. Uh, but Bears at Browns. Um, of course, the Browns are the favorite. Uh, if you if you look at Justin Fields last week, he he looks like a rookie. And anybody that's expecting him not to look like a rookie, I mean, this guy barely played in college. He really barely played in college. He had that one full season with Ohio State. Then he had the partial year, played in the college playoff, crushed it. But he doesn't not he does not have a lot of experience overall. Um, he might be one of the most unfinished but highest ceiling players in this draft. Uh, this game is interesting though. Brown started out nine and a half point favorites. It has trickled down to seven and a half, and you can't tell me that has nothing to do with just Mr. Justin Fields being announced as a starter. 
It it has everything to do with it. Um, honestly, you'd almost want to lock in uh, Browns at nine and a half with, with uh, the red rifle in there. Um, I'm obviously I'm the huge Justin Fields advocate. And remember, he came you know came in off the bench. Uh, probably nothing planned there, so he's getting a full week of prep. Uh, it's going to be fun. I think Allen Robinson owners are going to be kind of happy this week. And I was happy with him getting first touchdown last week. Um, it's a very interesting game, man. Um, uh, Browns back and forth. We're not, you know, which who's going to show up. And obviously they keep finding ways to win. But um, I, I really like Chicago uh, to cover for sure. Um, and obviously I'm going to be rooting for uh, an upset for uh, multiple reasons. I know we had a pool on, on when Justin Fields would start and, um, there's no way you can convince me a healthy Andy Dalton's not starting this week. So just because Matt Nagy's a fucking awful coach. But that aside, uh, I could definitely see Fields kind of garbage time backdoor cover. Um, they did him a disservice last week. They did not have a full install with him. They were running extremely basic, gadgety, like vanilla, simple plays that you could tell were installed for packages for him to run in tandem with Andy Dalton running a real offense. Curious to see how they look running a real offense. Um, and again, we talked about Chicago's defense being really good. Maybe they keep Cleveland tamed, keep them, you know, in, in, within striking distance. Uh, obviously, Houston did that to them, and, and Houston they're on track for an upset until uh, Tyrod got knocked out of that game. Yeah, and uh, you also got to think uh, Baker Mayfield's a little banged up there. I believe you know he went out of the game. Uh, I believe it is a shoulder injury, if I'm not mistaken. So something to really look out there. Uh, uh, Baker has, I mean only one touchdown pass so far this season. And he's he, not known for his situational football. Like That's why I like a backdoor cover. I could see late in the fourth quarter, prevent, he gets lazy with the ball, turns it over, and they, you know, they cut it to seven. Yeah, no, I, I could definitely see that happen. I, I mean, I almost see this, you know, you got almost got to take the under. I know it's 45 and a half, but like, I think this is, you mentioned, sloppy game, take the under, get the Bears to cover. I love Justin Fields. I God, I wish the 49ers would have done the right move and taken him and not Lance. But uh, but yeah, uh, I'll, I'll take Bears all day uh, to cover this one with the under and, you know, and see how it goes. But uh, I think everyone's really happy to see Lance take it. My one question to everybody is, is this going to be a, you know, a Tyrod Taylor situation where finally, uh, you know, uh, Red so. Rifle goes down and then you just see them ride out fields the rest of the year. Uh, is is that what we're going to see here? I think we're going to see uh, the Browns. So the Browns play down on their opponent like no other team. <laughs> you saw last week with Houston. Um, and the Browns, the Browns are back in every way. Fans are back. Uh, they're tailgating the parking lot. I posted, if, if you didn't see it, a, a minute-long brawl. It is fucking a really fun fight to watch um, and, and on our Instagram story. Just Browns fans beating the shit out of Browns fans. Not even beating the shit out of Houston fans. Like, they're so bad. They're they're just – it's Cleveland. Just like, we're back. Let's beat the fuck out of each other because we <laughs> – <laughs> Nothing better to do in Cleveland, um, but uh, I'm telling you, they're going to play down the Bears. I think Justin Fields is going to is going to is going to struggle, but I, I think the Bears defense is good enough to to keep in this game. I'm going to bet the Bears on this game for sure. It's definitely where they go. And um, Drew, you know how this shit works. You know you know who's going to score for the Chicago. Uh, it's I, we already know a thousand percent because we talked shit on him earlier this year. Eddie Jackson, he's gonna have one, maybe two pick sixes, uh, and, he, <laughs> and, and, and maybe and maybe to seal it later on. You know, comeback game for Eddie Jackson. He yeah. has a game of his so, game of his career against the Browns. It'd be that'd be epic. I have a, a fantasy related question for you guys. Obviously, uh, Landry gets hurt. He's out for three to four weeks. Woof. Um, Hurts. 
obviously massive target monster everywhere he's ever been. Where, what do you think the implication of that from a fantasy perspective? Like those targets have to go somewhere. Do you think that makes Hooper more viable? Do you think Higgins or Peoples Jones finally steps up and, and kind of reaches the potential of what people thought they might be in camp? I think the Browns are fucked and you need to bet, you need to bet the Bears to cover personally. I think they have no options. And I, Baker Mayfield's so bad. And uh, yeah, it, it, it's devastating because when Landry went down, I mean, Baker struggled last week against a, a not a good defense in Houston. Um, Houston's secondary is actually decent, but uh, the Bears' secondary is much better. The Bears' defense is much better. Um, I think I think the Browns are going to fucked. One can only hope that uh, they'll be running a lot of the dual running back sets and Cream Hunt can uh, more emulate his week one performance, not week two. Because uh, Najoku might show up a little bit more too. I mean, you, you got to think he's going to get some more you know targets uh, with those out. But uh, you guys might know this. I haven't paid much attention. When's OBJ coming back? Like this week, uh, this week. Okay. Yeah. So he's, he's coming back this week. I just, I don't think OBJ fits that role. I, I think somebody else has to fit that role as, as far as Baker's like third down go to kind of security blanket. Most sense for me is Hooper, but out of the two wide receivers, I like people's Jones. I like his upside, but he hasn't shown shit this year. So that'd be a big change from what has happened so far. Speaking of shit, yeah. OBJ, um, <laughs> all over him, shit all over him. Uh, he loves it. We should, we should just spend the next 10 minutes shitting on OBJ and then send it to OBJ and be like, we shit all over you on this podcast. And he probably listened to the whole thing. You, you dirty little slut. You dirty, <laughs> dirty, dirty little whore. What you get? <laughs> yeah. But honestly, they, they, OBJ, he stole it from us because we found out that OBJ likes to be shit on last year. And then he goes out and tears his ACL. Oh, that's convenient. I think the ACL tear was a hoax. He's just trying to not be a meme last year. <laughs> fake news, fake news. It's fake news. OBJ was fine last year. He just did not want to be the butt of every shit joke. And then Lamar Jackson shits his pants during that game, and now all of a sudden Lamar Jackson's a shit guy. Anybody taking the Browns on this seven and a half points? No, I, I no can't. Way. Like This is at most a touchdown game. Uh, that seven and a half is just, it's not, it's not for me. Agreed. Uh, what? Uh, what do? You, how do you feel about the over under on this game? Because I do think that's at least slightly interesting. Marcus, where are you going on it? I have to go over. Um, um, I, I know Trevor's leaning under. Uh, he likes under, and it, it makes sense. It makes a fucking lot of sense. Um, and what I've learned through the first two weeks of the season is nothing fucking makes sense to me right now. <laughs> um, so, like, so, so I, I, I just want to clarify that the over under on this game it, it's it's anywhere between forty five and a half to forty six and a half depending on what book you're 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 betting on. Yeah, um, I, th- I honestly I think you're going to be looking at like a 27-24, 27-21. It's going to be close, and it is going to come down to that last drive. Whether it's a pick six, um, I'm I'm just kind of anticipating some some good play from Justin Fields and some big plays. Whether it's a you know maybe a turnover as a rookie. Um, and a few good drives from me. I think maybe both teams have a defensive pick six this week. Um, it's going to be a weird one, but ne- neither team has really shown me. Cleveland hasn't shown a fucking thing to help keep it at under 45. Um, and Chicago's really not showing anything to keep it over, get it over 45. So it's uh, uh, the immovable object and unstoppable force, I think, is what uh, how that one works. 
I think it's going to be sloppy, but the kind of sloppy where it's like boom or bust, and you're going to see you're going to see seventy yard touchdowns, you're going to see turnovers in the red zone, you're going to see all kinds of stuff. And then I think there's enough. You know, you got two rookie quarterbacks out there, basically uh, guys who don't take care of the ball, make bad decisions. So I think people turn it over in their you know their own negative twenty, and and you get some short fields. And I, I definitely I like the over too. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be super comfortable at 44 and a half. It's, it is in a weird spot. That's why Vegas is so good at what they do. Um, but that's, I'd have to, I have to lean over here. No, it's going to be sloppy. I mentioned it. I think Fields, you know, is is going to struggle. I think Baker Mayfield being banged up with no no options really throw the ball to is just going to keep this thing low. Uh, I just I just can't see this thing being an a really an interesting game at all. Um, so I could I just have to take the under here, which uh, usually means you should t- you should bet the over. <laughs> According to like my 21, 27, Cleveland misses an extra point. They win by six. <laughs> Don't cover, but it's <laughs> over. That makes a, a lot more a lot of sense. So let, let, let's switch it over to another game. I call this game the battle of the MVPs. Vikings versus Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, Kirk Cousins is making a case to be in the running for MVP this year. Uh, he, my boy has 595 uh, passing yards, five touchdowns, zero interceptions, also has 35 rushing yards. Why the fuck not? He looked like Kyler Murray last week. Why the fuck not? That That's the year that we're seeing. Uh, Russell Wilson looks immaculate. Russell Wilson looks ridiculous. Six touchdowns, 600 passing yards. Uh, he looks better than ever. But this game is going to be fucking good. I, I Personally, I think it's a game of the week. I think it's the game to watch. Even over the Bucks rams game. Just because there's so much animosity between these two teams. There's so much history. Um, and it's a history of the Seattle Seahawks fucking up the Vikings at every turn. But the Vikings get their first home game. Uh, two horribly disappointing losses. Uh, one and a half points on this spread. Uh, where are you guys going on this one? To be determined. Well, I, I don't even know how to read this one, to be honest. Tough. Well, um, I, th- I think a lot is going to depend on Dalvin. Um, uh, the other, there's an AFC game that we will be talking about a lot on Sunday. Um, it's going to be the Colts Titans, but it it directly involves the end of this here um, with Seattle. Um, Seattle came out and dominated the Colts. So like, and I I don't know like what what I I can't talk about the Colts. I don't know what to think about them, but I really love the Titans coming in against Seattle because Seattle's not good up front. They're going to struggle. Um, Minnesota, if Minnesota comes out and does what we've expected them to do, because they played a fucking hell of a game against the Cardinals, yeah. and, uh, and and everyone can talk all the shit that they want on the Cardinals, but them boys are ready, and uh, and I'm going to love it all year long. But uh, they're playing good ball. Uh, but that was a hell of a game for the Vikings. Um, they can, I, I like Minnesota at home. Um, I think we're finally going to get that pending him being healthy i think we're gonna finally get that dalvin game that we've been like waiting for like up 30 30 points you know 182 touchdowns something like that um and you know it's uh, give me the vikings i'm I'm not sure the over under yet but um um it's obviously you read your first thought's going to be over the way the everything's been going with those two yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm kind of with you there, Marcus. I think Dalvin, bearing his health, I think just has a monster game against that you know Seattle front. They just haven't looked good at all, um, and uh, I think Kirk Cousins want to want to lean on him. Also, 
I think they're going to be able to pass the ball just fine too. Uh, I, 50, 55 and a half is the book that I'm looking at right now through, you know, um, through the ESPN. And I, I just got to think the overs is what's going to happen here. Um, these two guys, Russell Wilson last year was looking just as good as he is now uh, with his numbers, you know, putting up those MVP numbers. So I think that continues until Russell kind of hits his midseason slump. Um, and then sucks second half of the year. But uh, I, I, I like the Vikings here. Uh, I actually would, you know, as a horrible gambler that I am, I would actually take Vikings to win this outright at home and finally get their first win of the season. Yeah, this is the money line game. I, I, I picked them to cover against the Cardinals. They did. Um, I truly believe they're not just going to cover. They're, they're going to win this game, and they're going to win it by a lot. Uh, they, it, it is a home game. You know who's fucking furious, and you know who doesn't lose a lot of games in a row? Mike Zimmer. Doesn't matter how bad that team is. Look at them last year. That team was horrible last year. The Vikings were bad last year. Completely different team this year. One of the best front fours in the league. I, I would actually say it is the best front four in the league. I'm telling you, you should watch the way that they pressured Kyler Murray with four guys last week. It's impressive as shit. Daniil Hunter can run step for step with Kyler Murray. Guess who's just as fast as Kyler Murray? Russell Wilson. They're going to play the exact same game plan they played against Kyler Murray. Uh, Russell Wilson might have a half inch on Kyler Murray in terms of size, but uh, they're really, they're going to play the same exact game plan. And it was successful that Kyler Murray made a lot of mistakes through two picks. Um, you know, he looked good as, as a whole, but they made him make mistakes. And that's exactly what they were trying to do. I'm telling you, I just have a feeling about this game. And I've been a homer all year long, and it's because I believe in this team. I think they should be 2-0. and I'm going to be a homer again. I think they're going to smash Seattle for the first time ever. The Vikings are going to beat Russell Wilson. As, as oh. long as the Vikings' first win isn't at home against Pittsburgh in December. <laughs> let, let's just, so let's get it now. <laughs> we'll be going to that game, Marcus is referencing. But Derek, what do you think of this game? To me, it just comes down to Dalvin, uh, and I'm not comfortable. That's why I said TBD. I'm, I'm nervous if he doesn't play. Uh, Zimmer reports and, and kind of pointed to him playing. Dalvin, tough guy. I think you know if, if he's able to play, he will play. If Dalvin plays, give me the Vikings for all the reasons you said. I love that front four. Secondary has its flaws, um, but I think the front four masks a lot of that. And you know we've talked about this a million times. Seattle still has refused to invest in their offensive line, so uh, you know front four could definitely terrorize. Uh, the Seahawks. Um, if Dalvin plays, give me the Vikings. Oh, let me be clear. I'm 100% with you on that. But Dalvin will play. Dalvin yeah, doesn't practice. Man. Dalvin doesn't you, need practice. I'll tell you what. If you guarantee Dalvin plays, I'll fucking guarantee a win right now. Dalvin is Dalvin is going to play. I guarantee it. They, there's Dalvin is such a good – he's such a strong competitor. He's getting paid. Uh, that guy likes to win games. He knows his importance to this team. Dalvin's going to play. Um, you know, you know who's ready to uh, have like a blow up game? It's our boy JJ. Uh, Thielen's put, putting up some. Uh, you know, he's got three touchdowns I think this year. Um, but well, I think we're ready for like an like a nine for one forty, um, which would obviously take some pressure off, which they're gonna need uh, with him being a little banged up. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll be rooting for um, old boy there for um, fantasy and just pride. I love that kid because uh, you know I'm rooting for everyone over there. Maybe I have a soft spot for you. I don't know why. But uh, I also just hate fucking Seattle. I just hate them. I hate everything about them. I hate them too. Um, I just, it's just, I, and I have no reason to. Um, I just, I just don't, I don't like Seattle. Oh, I forgot to mention. My dad is also going to be at 
this game in person, me and my dad have never seen the Vikings lose at home in U.S. Bank Stadium since we've been season ticket holders. So, boom. Oh, lock, lock it in. Lock it in. We're going to win. And if not, that's going to that's gonna be devastating for my dad because we, we got we got quite the streak going on. <laughs> going back all the way to when Sam Bradford had the unlikely start against the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, and we were like eight-point dogs in that game, and the Vikings just trounced the Packers in the first ever game well, at U.S. Bank Stadium. Please, please tell me you are going in full Vikings gear, horns and all, just going to be straight up like about to go on a crusade and just. Uh, I just can't. Drink. I can't speak for my dad. I'm not going to this game. My my, my dad's going. I think with my uncle. Um, but yes, uh, wait and see the Vikings garb that I have planned for the Steelers game in fucking December. It's going to be good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Th- th- this is all the more reason for Minnesota to win because what a streak that would be to to knock out. With uh, the Steelers, who are having some issues, who um, we'll be talking shit on here in a little bit. Very similar um, teams. <laughs> Very similar teams. Very flawed. Yeah. Very flawed. All right, guys. Uh, any other games? Any other points? Um, yeah, that one. there's a lot of big games. Um, I feel like my dar- it's my darling 4 o'clock. Uh, Miami, Vegas. Um Brian Flores, I, it's it's hard to say he let me down because they did come out sloppy. But if you look at it, that might have been like the worst thirty-five nothing blowout I've ever seen. Bad sloppy turnovers, like bad weird shit happened. If you ever, I, th- what, I don't I don't think Josh Allen hit twenty points in fantasy. But um, what I would want to talk about with that game is Darling Raiders. Um, maybe uh, John Gruden and the boys got it figured out. But I'll tell you what, you know who he out coached last week? Mike Tomlin. And uh, he's got everyone ready. Like, if you know Josh Jacobs, no one's sitting out there. Uh, Gruden's, you know, he's got he's got some weird pieces, weird characteristics. But you know, if you look at at that roster, uh, that offensive line that we all made fun of, uh, they're they're fucking figuring it out, and they're they're playing good ball. They're just playing like you know like assholes, and uh, that's kind of some Raider football that we've all like known our whole lives. No, that's that's a good game. I, I'm I'm gonna flip the switch here in a little bit, just because I'm going to this game. Uh, is the Jaguars Cardinals? Um, obviously, talk about like a dumpster fire of a team uh, that the Jaguars are. I mean, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I, I think I saw something on uh, a meme that uh, Trevor Lawrence is having just as bad as a start as Josh Rosen Rosen did, but doesn't get the heat because he's the best prospect since Eli Manning uh, to come out. Uh, he's looked awful. That offense has looked awful. That defense is even worse. Um, I, I'm seeing here that Arizona is only favored by seven and a half between seven and a half and eight and a half. I'd say absolutely take Arizona to cover all day, double digits. I can't wait to go there and watch that game and just uh, see the Jags get slammed in their own stadium. Um, and uh, actually, fans probably won't care because they'll be so drunk that they'll just, you know, probably just wash it off. But uh, how should be it, fun one to. How is this line only a seven and a half? I'm fucking blown away by it. Yeah, it hammered the shit out of the Cardinals in this game. They're going to blow them out. Uh, did you see the Jaguars mascot committing suicide uh, in the back? <laughs> <laughs> that was my, one of my favorite memes of the week. Uh, I think uh, Trevor Lawrence is shaking hands with, I don't even remember who it was in the background. It literally looks like the fucking uh, Jaguars mascot is like taking a dive off the yeah, yeah. it looks hilarious head, head down straight off yep. the top of the stadium yeah it, it's it, it perfectly describes what's going on in Jacksonville. i know what he's doing because i've seen it in person because i've been to the jaguar stadium he's doing the little zip line across across the stadium and it looks like he's taking a dive though it's, it's, <laughs> such, it's such a perfect such a perfect picture 
Jaguars are fucking mess. It, it yeah. kind of bring, it brings up kind of a good point. Two good points about how I said uh, Trevor Lawrence is overrated, but who's <laughs> underrated is uh, Old Cliff. So they go three and zero. Oh. So the, the following two games is L.A. and Niners. How can you be underrated if you never had if if you've never had a winning season? How can you be underrated? <laughs> I'm sorry, you've never had a winning season. You've never done anything in your career, college. Nothing. Every, literally everything never done that anything. team is doing is on the back of Kyler Murray. You, you've never, he's, he's never done anything. How can you, that's an honest question. How can you be underrated if you've literally never done anything? So, so for, for me, I have to just bring up Cliff because everyone brings him up because it's Cause not it's terrible. Me, it's, not, it, it's not necessarily Cliff. I just, I'm, I love the Cardinals, man. I've, I've, I have a soft spot for him since, uh, Playing franchises in college with them, and um, I'm going to root for them. And it's I, I love watching. They they have some pieces, and uh, they're figuring out. They're exciting to watch as long as they wear those black on black unis. Man, let's rock with the cards. Well, in college, he still wasn't even having winning seasons. Still didn't have a single yeah. winning season in college. It's insane. Yeah, truth. Or, I don't give a shit about him. I just like watching the Cardinals play. <laughs> well, the Cardinals are super talented. Cliff Kingsbury is is a dumpster fire, but the Cardinals are super talented. I will give it up to them. Um, but yeah, Cliff Kingsbury, he's, he's not a good coach. If Rondell Moore is still available in your league, one, you're in a terrible league, two, yes, take him now. He's unbelievable. He, I, I, I'd like to actually change. I think I said Najee Harris as my offensive rookie of the year. I'd like to officially change to Rondell Moore. I think he's going to have an epic rookie year. He's a freak. He's a freak. He looks he looks like a veteran player already. He's He looks fucking, fucking laser. good. He's good. So we don't have to go back into you know, all these games. Obviously, we've been going a little while here, uh, but there's a couple points I, I'd like to jump around and make. Um, congratulations to everybody on this podcast. We all have more career recept- receiving yards than Kadarius Tony. He <laughs> through two weeks, he has two catches for negative two yards. God, he's trash. Um, and that's a guy that the, the terribly ran Giants decided. Yeah, that's worth a 26 overall pick. Yep. Yeah, you know it's it's funny. Um, I think I said that um, uh, with, with the Giants blowing it, people are still going to talk shit on Danny Dimes, right? And um, I think I woke up in the morning, and the and the article was Giants blow the game, and who's who's right on the cover picture is him. I was like, man, what the fuck? Is, the guy has no chance over there. Like, what the fuck is going on there? Danny By the Dimes way, do you guys, great do you against take one. Danny Dimes looked great. Looks great against looked great against Washington. I I won't fault him there. Um, yeah, he's a good two years, two weeks in a row. Uh, Strahan came to his defense and was like, "Hey, there's there's a lot of problems in New York. Danny yeah. Dimes is not it." <laughs> yeah, Danny Dimes is not the problem in New York. They have so many more problems. Uh, by the way, I found out the guy that jumped off sides on the field goal that Washington missed that is the that is the pick that they got for trading Odell Beckham. <laughs> this is the state of this franchise. Uh, everything that they do is the wrong choice. Danny Dimes might actually be the only decent choice because did you, whatever you say about Danny Dimes, the guy is crazy talented. He's super did talented. See, did you see the replay and the, the kind of the the backlash about that that play? No. Uh, didn't the line. He didn't jump off sides. Yeah, they they should like replay it in slow motion. He like had the like the perfect jump. Yeah. Uh, did not jump off sides. He just him in the center were moving before everybody else, and and they got they blew it. Which it has to be like I thought it gets reviewed. I was a miss. No, the, no, but those, those plays don't get reviewed, and yeah. just more bad officiating this year. Yeah, ham, it, hammer the Giants at at three points against the Falcons. By the way, at home, <clears throat> hammer for them. sure, hammer them. for sure. Yep. Thanks for the Kadarius Tony comment. I just now dropped in from my uh, keeper league team. So uh, thanks for the heads up. That just shows, uh, that shows you how bad my keeper team is right now. That's really bad. <laughs> it's got to be somebody better. 
But yeah, hammer so, the Giants against the Falcons this week. So we talked about John Harbaugh and his giant balls and, and how he's one of the best coaches in the massive, league. Massive, massive balls. Um, massive balls. If you're him, do you pull Lamar aside and say, hey, if you flip in the end zone again, you're, we're fucking finding you. Because Lamar said, oh, I'm a little sore after that flip in the end zone, but I'd probably do it again. The Ravens cannot afford to lose that guy. Like You have to grab him immediately and be like, hey, you do it again, that's $10,000. I like it. Uh, Lamar Jackson, he seems a little too buttoned up, like a little too uh, schoolboy-ish. Doesn't seem like he has enough fun out there. He went out, he did something stupid, but he was having fun and he beat the Chiefs. So I think I think you gotta let him. I think you gotta let him be Lamar eventually. He seems yeah, like a scared little kid. I don't, I don't think kid. he's that sore. He, he, he used his hand to like break it, man. He's he's fine. He's just fucking around. But, yeah, that's what you want. You want your quarterback break his, bracing his fall with his hand. <laughs> no, no. What, what you do tell him is, hey, if you even want to sniff $40 million, don't fucking do it again. Yeah. yeah. He's not, he's nice not getting close to that. He doesn't have, a, he doesn't have his, uh, an agent. You, you, know, you know that Baltimore's just going to take this and, and do I a hope, great job with him. I hope they give him $70 million a year. <laughs> take, that, take that team out for the long term. I will say, you know, as much as shit people talk about Lamar and, and his ability to pass, yes, he has some weaknesses, but he's such a weapon, and there is not a quarterback in the league that I think would win more games with that roster. Lamar Jackson is an insanely good football player, and I'm sorry. The, yeah. the, the, these things about him not being on third on field, you're right. The guy wins so many fucking games. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, if you can't acknowledge how what a dominant threat this guy is, you're just, I don't know. You might be a Steeler he, fan. <laughs> he literally they, he sets up to run the he sets up to run the ball against the team, and the other team knows it. And guess what? He will still get ten to fifteen yards. Or if he's on the goal line, he'll score. This like, team that's, is like, trash. This team yeah. is fucking trash. I can't emphasize this enough. This team sucks. <laughs> they have a good linebacking core, a porous uh, a deep a defensive backfield, not a great defensive line. Like outside of the linebacking core, their their defense is really nothing special. The fucking Raiders were, were passing all over them. Uh, the Chiefs, obviously. It's not a good they team. No, They're not no a running good team. backs. The wide receivers are terrible. <laughs> they have a, a, an amazing elite athlete at quarterback and one of the best coaches in the league. And Tyson That's Williams has like five yards of carry. Who the fuck is Tyson Williams? He's a nobody. He wouldn't. You wouldn't even know his name if he wasn't on the Ravens and Lamar Jackson wasn't opening up all these opportunities for him. Lamar Jackson and, um, is so good. My, my last random point of the week, um, not looking good for Zach Wilson's stock. Uh, I don't think he bounces back against Denver secondary. <laughs> yeah. I think it's going to be another Zach Wilson. Oh, my God. We, we, <laughs> we shit on Zach Wilson enough on Monday. I don't need to go into it. That guy's terrible. It's going to be another bad one, guys. <laughs> Zach Wilson sucks balls, folks. He is so bad. He just, just, just watch replays of his interceptions, please. I watched him again today. Oh, my God. He sucks. He sucks. He's, the, he's a bust. I, I, dude, I could see him being like Josh Rosen esque bust, like out of the league in two years straight. You know how bad you know bad his interceptions look like, just as bad as Trevor Lawrence's interceptions looked as well. Yeah. Oh my god, really bad. There, there, I think, uh, I, I think it was, it was either a second or actually, I thought it was his second pick, but I think it was his third or fourth at the time. He missed the guy by like thirty yards. The 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 Patriots defender was like. He's so confused why the ball was coming to him. He almost dropped it. <laughs> yeah, he f- fully, oh, yeah. JC, fully planted. JC Jackson, 
JC Jackson's second interception, there was nobody else for either team within like eight yards of him. He was like, <laughs> why is this ball? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> is this from the stands? Did someone throw something at him? <laughs> the problem is I think the Jets actually have a good coaching staff, which by the way, uh, I just learned this week that uh, Salah is literally living in a hotel room with his entire family, and he has been ever since he moved to New York. He still doesn't have a house. What are you doing, dude? Get get a fucking house. Um, but the, the, I think that the Jets have a good coaching staff. I think the Jaguars' coaching staff is trash, and they should never have hi- hired Urban Meyer. And I think they're just going to write out this Urban Meyer thing, and then someone's got to come along, like kind of like uh, we're seeing with uh, – uh, what's his tits? Who used to play for the Jets, and he's he's having a comeback with the Panthers. Um, Sam Darnold. Oh, Sam Sammy. Darnold. Yeah, I, I like how you dropped him and picked him up within like two days of each other. I have three. <laughs> well, it, 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 it says nothing about Sam Darnold. It just shows how terrible my quarterbacks are. I have Heineke, yeah. Winston, and and Sam Darnold. I don't have a lot of choices. So yeah, we we uh, we. I was about to say, we still haven't seen the contract for uh, Urban Meyer yet. Nope. I, I, is Shad Khan just like will. so never embarrassed will. that he, he, should be. he won't release it? He's the highest paid coach in the league. I <sighs> bet anything on it. I bet anything on it. He's higher paid than BB, everybody, Andy Reid, everybody. God, the Jags are so awful. They're idiots. I, 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 I think it's even worse than that. I think he owns part of the Jaguars. <laughs> <laughs> and he's still going to go to USC and still own the Jaguars somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what an embarrassment. All right, folks, should we shut this one down? I think we should. That's the wrong closing music. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Any closing points? No, I think I I hit everything I I was talking about. I I, I think you should look for a Miami upset in Vegas. Vegas might be getting a little too confident, and Miami is going to come playing just aggressive. That's going to be a fun battle. Um, I think that's just a... Man, how is this the one point that I couldn't disagree with you more about Vegas? <laughs> Jacoby Brissett? Come on. No. No. Uh, it's actually, so uh, we see the first ballot eligible Hall of Fame guys got announced today. Uh, out of the class, I mean, Demarcus Ware, Robert Mathis, Devin Hester. The only two guys I think get in first ballot are, are probably Ware and Nick Mangold. Um, Jake Long's on there too, but I think just those two. There's kind of a backlog of guys that need to get in. Sam Mills, some other guys. I see yeah. Antonio Cromartie on there. He's de- he definitely is a Hall of Fame uh, uh, seed spreader, no doubt. Yeah, I, I would say Cromartie and Wilfork. I mean, I'm I, obviously a big Pats fan. I don't think Wilfork gets in. Either will Cromartie. Not even close. No, absolutely, absolutely not. not. Close. Nope. And a, and a plug just because uh, Newman isn't here and we talk a lot of football is uh, the Rays clinched uh, a playoff berth uh, today. So uh, so go Rays. Nice. We yeah. Th- 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 this is normally our podcast for all sports. It's become so football centric. We can't help it. But we love football, and you do too. That's why you listen to us. Hopefully. All right, everybody. Good night. Good night.